0: Are we rolling? We are. We're rolling? We are rolling. We're rolling right now? Yes. You're saying we're rolling right now?
1: Yes. So what
0: you, Noah Sweeto, is saying to me, Nathaniel Shoemaker, while we record Film Nerds Hour, is that we're rolling right now? We are rolling right now, yes. How would I know we're rolling? You never told me we're
1: rolling. Because I just told you we were rolling. No, you never
0: did. Hi. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hi.
0: I'm, I was waiting for you to be like, wow, what a super great bit, Nate. <laughs> like, realize that I'm just messing with you the entire time. I did. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Oh, wow. uh, uh, whoa! You can see us. Yes, the camera does add 10 pounds. And virginity. Welcome <laughs> to the first ever filmed fil- film film nerds hour.
1: And, uh, yeah, with your host, Noah Sweeto, and the amazing...
0: Nathaniel Shoemaker. I wouldn't say amazing. You are the amazing Noah Sweeto. I am the as white as you think he looks Nathaniel Shoemaker.
1: <laughs> I just think of myself as the mug mugged black guy, but you know.
0: Why you gotta diss yourself and give me compliments? Because
1: <laughs> that's who I am.
0: No, no. You you, you compliment. I in, in the insult.
1: <laughs> Alright, fine. We'll, uh, we'll work on that. As you can see also, guys, we got our lovely...
0: Uh, yeah, we got a background now. Yeah, and I feel very, professional. Uh,
1: we got some more down in our uh space here, so we'll eventually yeah. show you guys that in like a video or something later. Yeah. Um
0: Yeah, if you want if you want us to make that, let us know.
1: Now, very cool, and you can see some of the more posters. But today, as you can see, we got a special treat, which is uh, the movie Misery.
0: Yes, a Stephen on... Stephen King adaptation.
1: We got the and a very good one at that.
0: We got the Blu-ray cover right here with Kathy Bates as Annie Wilkes and James Kahn as Paul Sheldon. Uh, we got a lobby card right here that came with my Blu-ray that I bought, and you're looking at an actual first edition that I bought at a at a bookstore for Pretty June. And you scolded me because you don't have it.
1: <laughs> no, no. I was Christine.
0: All right. Well,
1: which we all know the story behind that, but we don't need to get into that.
0: Right. Even though you saying that is getting into it, but whatever. Oh, yeah. Anyway,
1: <laughs> which speaking of which, I did find a first edition of Stephen King's It. I have it already. I know. I was thinking about getting it. I wasn't quite sure yet. How is much it, is it for? I think it's fifteen. That
0: is a very good price for a first edition of that book. I would I would go for it. I got See. mine for $20. And oh, oh. They also didn't know what they had. So.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> usually how Half Price Books runs.
0: I, I mean, uh, the bookstore. <laughs> just bleep out you saying that. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, because we don't want to... We love that store so much, we don't want it to sound like we're
1: insulting them.
0: No. <laughs> or them get wise.
1: <laughs> that is true. Holy shit.
0: Yeah, just here. Put this in. <laughs>
1: There. What's the, it's always your solution.
0: Yeah. Sheep sounds. It's <laughs> perfect for bleeping out any anyway. No. Dolphins.
1: SpongeBob.
0: I can't do a dolphin. I can do
1: a dolphin. The computer can do a dolphin. Go.
0: Do your dolphin. Right now. Oh. Are we freezing up?
1: <laughs> it's not freezing. It's on the spot. <laughs> I should see this coming.
0: Yeah. Really. It's me.
1: You know what? My face is on video. That's why. Yeah. I don't want people to see the weird face I'm about to make. Go. No, I know they're want not
0: here to... to judge you.
1: Uh, you don't know that.
0: <laughs> are you just showing up? to You judge know what? A Half the people—no
1: offense—half <laughs> the people are probably like, you know, he's black. He's not white. <laughs> he's black. <laughs> they probably didn't take your literally. You're, like saying,
0: I... you're saying it like you're the first black person they've ever seen in the.
1: Wow. <laughs> well, because like I know I said this on the other the other uh, episode is that most people that are white, no offense, they usually hear my voice and they're like, "Whoa, you're black." <laughs> when they see me, and I'm like,
0: "That's not yeah, that's not him being assault- insulting or anything. That's just a reality of his that, life. <laughs> that is
1: my reality. Most people are like, "You're black," and what? they say it just like that, and I'm like,
0: <laughs> "With that much,
1: what black? does that even mean?" <laughs> Especially when they say you talk white. And I'm like, what does that even mean? What the hell?
0: I mean, you hear the name Noah.
1: (laughs) Well, technically, just, uh, I know it's religious, but we're we're just going to say one thing. Technically, Jesus would have been darker. Yes. There go, Noah would have been darker because look at where they were. They were in a desert. You're telling me that they were pitch white?
0: But Christianity... Was uh, popularized by white people, ergo everyone in it has to be white, so people can identify.
1: That's why they make interracial Bibles now. My Jesus is black. Yeah, I'm um, black Jesus, by the way. Yeah, it's he said fact. it,
0: not me. Smite him, it's a, not it's me. A,
1: it's a true <laughs> fact. i, I the, the good Lord, not spite <laughs> the, the <good> Lord. <laughs> me. The Lord will not spite me. He. I feel
0: me. like if I feel like God is just. <laughs> he's just a casual dude. Like, they say he's always, like, in robes. I imagine he's in a bathrobe. What's you know, I, going? I have to say,
1: <laughs> while we're talking about movies, because this is how I always thought when people say God is a chilled dude or Jesus, I always like to think about... And this is by no means blasphemy or anything. <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. But, but I'd like to think <laughs> of him. But I, I, I always, when people say he's so laid back, the first thing I think of is the dude. Yeah. From The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Somebody who's just... Not even as an insulting but just somebody who's really relaxed, My... doesn't want to fight, just is like, live your life, man, live your truth.
0: My dad uh, is a pastor, for anyone who doesn't know, and I asked him about, you know, everything that's supposed to happen, the end times, book of revelations, you know. And uh, I was saying, like, what happens? And he goes, oh, um, you'll come before God, and when you're judged, he will open the book of, I can't remember, and if your name appears, you are welcomed into the kingdom of heaven, and if it doesn't... He says, I never knew you, and you go to hell. And I'm like, is it like an act? Because you say judge. Is it a courtroom? And he goes, I think it's a line. And from that point on, the only way I can imagine God is as a woman from the DMV. <laughs> Next! Next! <laughs> Next!
1: You're bad. You're bad. You're bad.
0: Oh, you're out. good. Don't make me get over this counter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't make me pull the trap door. Exactly. You're oh. going a long way down.
0: Alright, so yes. Uh, Misery. What year did this come out?
1: Uh, the 1990. film 1990. Okay. Um, but, you know, it definitely holds up. It, yeah. it really gave me uh, The Shining vibes. Yes. Which I yes. absolutely loved about.
0: I, I've always said this. Kathy Bates, as Annie Wilkes, I would rather be trapped in a room with Freddie or Jason than her. Because... Very Holy bipolar. shit. Yeah.
1: Very bipolar.
0: Because that's the thing. I know Jason wants to kill me.
1: <laughs> yeah. I
0: never know what the frick she's going to do. <laughs> there's times,
1: like, where, 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 um... uh Who's James Caan's character again? James
0: Khan Paul Sheldon, the author. Yes,
1: Paul. There are times where he just says specific things, and even if he's getting a little snotty about it, yeah. it's a hint of sarcasm, and she's just fine. Other times, she's like, I'm going to rip your goddamn head off! Yeah, and yeah. just
0: like... Like... My God! He says, at one point, everyone swears, and she yells and spills soup. And then there's another part where he flips her off, and she's like, oh, you kidder. Like, you never know with Annie. But I will say, before we get into um, big spoilers, if you could look up where people can watch this. Because if you do want to watch this before we... Because we're going to spoil the full movie. um, We want you guys to be able to do that. And then, you know... You can see the movie and then come back, and it kind of is like a little conversation.
1: Well, none of them are free currently, but okay. uh, it says under Amazon Prime, uh, it's for four ninety nine. YouTube for fourteen ninety nine. iTunes for fourteen ninety nine. Google Play movies and TV from for for fourteen ninety nine and Voodoo for fourteen ninety nine. So yes. there's absolutely no. I'm assuming
0: the Prime is a rental for four ninety nine.
1: Probably, I can double check that too. Um, but you know, it, it's worth it. Yeah. It's definitely worth it. Well, I would say so. Sign in, so.
0: For sure. Just be prepared. <laughs> know you're going into a Stephen King adaptation. So know you're about to see some stuff.
1: <laughs> but also know that it's actually one of the uh, the absolute better ones. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Kathy Bates actually won Best Actress at the Oscars for this role.
1: Yeah. Which I could see it. Did yeah. it? You know, and, and speaking to it, because I think these these are two great movies to watch back to back is The Shining. Mm-hmm. Watch Misery first and then watch The Shining. Yeah. Because yeah. then you can watch Doctor Sleep after. But it would be really cool to see if these were in a cinematic universe.
0: Yeah, it, it doesn't. In the same one, to my knowledge, because I can't remember. I've, it's been a while since I have read Misery, and I've read a lot more Stephen King since then. But to my knowledge, it doesn't have any mention of Shines or anything like that. Yeah, and I know there isn't, you know, it and and, and Dark Tower, and
1: which like is that. what ties it, because you know for sure, for sure, uh, Pennywise and Dark mm. Tower and. Yeah. The Shining are all linked together Steve, because of that.
0: Stephen King loves his psychics. What can, what can we say? <laughs>
1: well, that's what makes it really cool. That's why I kind of asked, because I was like, is Annie just one of those people who got taken over by The Shining?
0: Do you think technically, are thoroughly, even though it's never stated, but it may be kind of as implicit, do you think Carrie was a Shiner? Definitely. She was his first book.
1: I think so she, she, was lost, Shiner, she was the first Shiner, though. She was, like... Full psychic. Full psychic. And I think that she might have been one of those people who... Set up the chain for it.
0: Oh, she was like the...
1: Not necessarily not like the beginning of the timeline, but I think there is. Because you got to think of about it, too, Is when it comes to Pennywise. Yeah. There's got to be some of those, like, the Okinawas who had some sort of shine to them. Mm-hmm. So...
0: Yeah, we're getting into stuff, but... So, how it, it starts off with Paul Sheldon. He's an author, and you kind of uh, flash back to... Him in New York a little bit with his, um, his, uh, who is His agent? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I'm going to go to this place where there's a cabin, and this is where I finish writing. I finish writing my books. And you see him, he's finished writing it, and he, he's got what he usually has, which is a single match, a cigarette, and a bottle of Dom... Perrion, I think that's how it is. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. And then he's driving in like a sixty seven Mustang, I think they said, on a snowy road, which we're from Minnesota. We know you
1: <laughs> It's it's not fun.
0: No, no. It's Anybody? not it's not fun and never be distracted. Ever.
1: <laughs> and yeah, for, and for those of you who do live here you can also agree. With
0: that. I've been in a car that's done a full circle and just kept going. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's not <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pay attention to what you're doing. And if there is a blizzard. Um, slow. E- either slow or just stay home. <laughs> like don't leave the cabin for a few more days. You're yeah. an author. I think you can afford it.
1: <laughs> Definitely. And a very successful one from what we understand too. Yeah. So he wrote books. the. Yeah.
0: He wrote the misery books. Misery's Child I think was the first one. Yep. And there's nine total. Well eight have been released. And then the ninth one
1: is about to, to come released. out. Yep.
0: Is about to come out. But he gets in a pretty bad accident, which is definitely a thing where he would have died.
1: Yeah, he rolls he uh, rolls his car off yeah. uh does a full flip. Yeah. yeah, off the off a hill. So he uh, ends up falling down to the mountain, his car gets completely crushed, and yeah. then we see a crowbar.
0: Yeah. Because
1: uh, his car lands uh roof on top of its roof, so the yeah, door's pried open kid. and um You see he's someone out.
0: dragging him out, yeah.
1: Which Pick well, them up.
0: Yeah. And it will be said, have you, you've never seen this one before?
1: No, it's a bit on my list. I kept getting it mixed up with Fargo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can see that.
1: Because snowy premises.
0: Some similar <laughs> settings for sure. Small town snow. Um, what did you think of it?
1: I loved it. Yeah. Okay. It, it definitely lived up to what I was thinking. Um, the first time I was introduced to it was uh, through Family Guy's Stephen King, where they really kind of did those one-offs. Yeah. And, you know, I was happy about it, because it made me appreciate the movies that much more, because, you know, that was one thing that Family Guy was nice, and that's kind of what also made me want to invest some time into Stephen King, too. Because mm-hmm. my dad had always made references about Shawshank and the, uh, the um, what is it, the Green Mile?
0: hmm And stuff like I that. I love
1: the Green Mile. So, I've never seen those movies completely through. My dad has them, so yeah. I'll watch them.
0: I'm, I'm trying to find the the different, di- the I think it's called Different Seasons, which is a Stephen King book that has, that's how Shawshank is in there.
1: Yeah, they were all short stories that were mm-hmm. mixed together.
0: Yeah, well, Green Mile um, was a, a series of serial novels. And oh, was it? it? Yeah, it got, they got released month by month. I think each one was like 72 pages, something like that, but how he designed it was each one ends on a huge cliffhanger, which to their credit, it does, and then you have to wait a month to get the next one, and that's how he designed it, as like you're thinking for a whole month, kind of like a comic, yeah.
1: Yeah, a comic or a TV show, even.
0: But then when he released the last one, he did the smart thing and released them all in one book as well.
1: Yeah, which, you know, I I don't like how everybody just doesn't release some of their stuff and one book that's actually why i i love um like a lot of these scary stories just kind of Mm -hmm. going off topic not being sponsored by anybody but one of the things that i've also loved is mr creepypasta is that he took the time well it's nice because he has a he has those volumes on amazon yeah of all these best creepypasta stories Mm -hmm. and the other thing too is like uh at half price books they have those really really cool um short stories mixed with like the one i have i have a couple of them uh, and it's got uh there's like ghost tales supernatural tales murder tales and um a lot of the cool things about those is that they contain stuff from hp lovecraft
0: yeah i love lovecraft
1: and edgar Allan poe all those classic people but they also have stories that were inspired but written and inspired by their work yeah, from modern day yeah. authors that aren't as well known. Let
0: me, let me be clear. I loved Lovecraft's stories as an author. I was not a fan of him as a person.
1: H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft was a little, a little racist, yeah, and a little anti-Semitic, yeah. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. his craft is still something good, and it was yeah. a different time, so who knows?
0: Yeah, it's it, it is it is hard to judge on that kind of stuff because it is like. A thing where it's possible, it's very, even though it kind of seems silly, it's very possible he didn't know what he was doing or how he thought was bad. No. It's just kind of how everybody thought that.
1: I though. think, I think with a lot of these, and that's why I like time period movies. I think for yeah. a lot of the time, like, you know, even to kind of Hollywood movies, like behind mm-hmm. the scenes, they'd have interracial co-stars and they'd be like having to do all these terrible things. Yeah. But behind the scenes, they'd be just the most sweetest people, to yeah. their castmates, even if they're interracial or female. Mm-hmm it was it was
0: about like the craft you know
1: yeah and i think a lot of it what it comes down to is that there's people who who knew that it was bad and people who just wanted to spread that message but gave it to the people who hadn't really met anybody like that yet there's
0: a difference about like being like a certain way out of hatred and being a certain way out of just not knowing any better yeah you know what i mean
1: definitely definitely
0: yeah so, she she pulls him out of the car, Annie pulls, we find out that it's Annie, because he wakes up in a house, and she's standing <laughs> over him, and she goes, oh, you're okay. And he can barely talk. I can't even understand what he's saying in that first beginning. But and his,
1: he's beaten up, you can tell yeah. that he got in a rough accident.
0: Well, she video. explains, he like, broke both of his legs.
1: One of them had a compound fracture, I think she said too.
0: Both of them had fr- compound fractures on his tibia, I think. And then he also had a dislocated shoulder which she popped back in
1: still wouldn't be fun
0: no no and she's like you've been here for two days and then um she's like here take these it's for the pain it's like some pain pills and she's like oh you're lucky i found you you're a nurse found you i followed you and it's like right then I would have been like I'm sorry it's it's kind of
1: already weird that she's kind of brought him in and she's like I'm a nurse is yeah. trying to cater him and knows all these things well, and,
0: and then she does explain like oh the roads are snowed in so I can't take you to a hospital right now but once it clears up I'll I'll call for one and an ambulance will come
1: and one of the things about that is that that next shot you see out the window and it doesn't look that snowy at
0: all no no it, it, maybe we're biased to that because we're Minnesotans but and I mean but I mean
1: it wasn't snowing at all but maybe that that's either Maybe that was intentional. Maybe it was just a scene error. I think it was purposely intentional, though. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that you had to be really observant of. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of like, oh, wait, I noticed that. you know? Yeah. Kind of like a, if you look in like it, 2017 version, well, mm-hmm. that's one of the things I love about Stephen King movies, is even some of the older ones, they, they add a lot of detail, it seems. Yeah. Exactly. Like that really foreshadow what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. It's like in every Stephen King adaptation.
0: Yeah. That's true he's very good at that, that foreshadowing
1: there, there is a lot of in his novels and i do like a lot how his movie adaptations reflect that as well mm-hmm. so it's really neat and also just one more thing again to iterate is that annie carried him mm-hmm. all the way back to her house well i'm yeah. pretty sure she put him in the car yeah but but still
0: that's a lot carrying of hearing him
1: up the hill yeah into her car
0: full-grown man
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's not to insult anybody based on gender, but that like just to pick a person up and bring them. I wouldn't be able to do
0: that. Are you kidding me? In snow? Hell no.
1: Yeah, that's. And we
0: we get emphasis of that because the sheriff he's walking in the snow and he falls waist deep,
1: which, in all fairness, is after the blizzard. But still, you got to think all that wet snow Mm -hmm. would not be easy. No. I mean, we had a couple times when I was in football that we used to do drills and it starts snowing yeah that was the worst part it's like rain
0: mm-hmm. you it's just like slip rain but heavier <laughs> and... it's
1: like yeah it's like when you run up that hill you're going back down it's not fun so seeing that was already kind of like a thing for me was kind of like a yeah this is scary yeah the fact that she's able to literally put him over her shoulders and just
0: yeah so she like she starts taking care of him and tells him all that stuff and then um is it then that we see that his agent is calling the sheriff
1: yeah, because he hasn't been back in three days. He was supposed to be back three yeah. days ago, mm-hmm. and he's already been at Annie's for two.
0: Yeah, and she calls you know, the sheriff guy. Who it's it's a very like small community, so it's, he explains. He's like, I'm the uh, <laughs> I'm the sheriff. I'm the games warden. I'm the da 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 da. After I'm, I'm pretty good, good at fishing smart-ass. game. Yeah, and she's like, can you? find him or whatever and then um his wife comes in who is also the deputy
1: <laughs> which is absolutely hilarious you can't it, get out of your marriage <laughs> it really no no
0: you have no time to yourself and um although i do i i will say those two together they're like the only thing that like the only happy parts of this movie
1: <laughs> oh yeah they're i mean well i mean the name is misery
0: yeah exactly but it's like, it's long stretches of the sad parts and then those two, and I'm like, oh, right, I'm back in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So so he, like, he goes to the lodge, right? Yes. Yeah, to see if he's still there. And the, the guy, he's like, did he show any behavior or anything like that? And he goes, no, when he's here, he never talks to anybody, never Just bothers anybody.
1: Does work, and he leaves.
0: Does his work, asks for. And leaves after he's finished the book. He's like, how do you know he finished the book? Because he asked for Don Perignon. That's... that. The, he asked for Don Perignon and a cigarette. That's how you know he finished a book.
1: Yep, that's his signature.
0: Yep, so then they drive... Him and his wife are driving back, and I love the back and forth that they have just in this movie.
1: Yeah. Because
0: it seems very real, you know?
1: Especially when she goes to put it, her she, hand on yeah, his leg. She's
0: driving, and she puts his hand on... No, she, she puts her hand on his thigh, yep. and he goes, when we're in this car, I'm not, you're not my wife, you're my deputy. And she goes, well, I'm a deputy who'd like to be under the covers with a sheriff. And he's like, stop it! <laughs> yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's really It's really adorable. Like, that's the elderly couple I want to be a part of when I'm that age, you know?
1: And the funniest part is the whole guy's just like, again with this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it makes you really funny it's like oh yeah you're it's all set that age for
0: a small town cop he is actually pretty competent all things considered
1: yeah, and very active
0: yeah like I mean, he he tells her to stop because he's like there's a down tree branch here and she she's like anything could have done that and she's like yeah anything could have and he starts walking and he's like an inch away from hitting where the car would be before he decides to turn around but
1: which has now been covered by snow at this
0: point yeah completely completely covered by snow But then later on, like way later on, he's in a copter and they see it. They see the car, like, bent over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, we get a shot that, uh, as he's crawling to the car, when he sinks into the snow, it shows us the angle from the car tire. And that's literally the only thing is one of the front tires. Yeah. That hasn't been covered by snow. A lot
0: of time passes in this movie. Yeah. It's about a year. year.
1: Yeah. It's like a year, year and a half.
0: Because we get the scene where it's like raining out and there's no snow and it's like what what
1: yeah i think it was about like a year and a half because they say he was gone for a pretty long time
0: Mm -hmm. well and there's another thing where like because paul sheldon he immediately knows that there's something something's off about all of this because she's like i would wait outside of that lodge sometimes and just think oh he's in there writing Uh, and then i just so happen to be there when you're leaving and i see you turn over and it's like he's like She's like, you're brilliant, by the way. And he goes, oh, thank you. That's very nice. And then the second she leaves, he makes a face like, okay. <laughs> Crazy bitch. Yeah, exactly. He says that at some point. Quite a bit. Yeah, which, yeah.
1: <laughs> Another thing about Annie, too, is as... Uh, as I love the...
0: finding out so much about her as the movie goes on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the end, though, it, it it's kind of like John Goodman <laughs> mm-hmm. in barton fink oh where he runs you down love that hallway because it's you the true life of
0: the mind because yeah. it's
1: just so freaky to me yeah because that was when john goodman was a really big dude still too mm-hmm. but seeing the whole fire makes him look like he's running out of hell with a shotgun yeah just going oh ah, i'll show you the life of the mind yeah and you just is. see the dude just running away like What the shit? He just shot somebody. Now he's running at me, screaming, I'll show you the life of the mind. I fucking love John Goodman. Yeah, Yeah, that. And uh, if you really want a good movie uh, after you're done with Stephen King uh, with Misery and The Shining, definitely watch 10 Cloverfield Lane. That will give you a serious performance by John Goodman that feels very identical to Kathy Bates uh, playing Annie in this movie. Yeah. Like, very very similar. So she like,
0: you know, she's hanging out with him and stuff like that. And he, he had, he lets her read like his new story that he wrote, which doesn't even have a title yet. Like that's how new it is. And he's like, if you want to give me a title afterwards, and she's like, Oh, I'm not worthy of doing something like that. And she reads his book and she's like, I wanted to say something while she's feeding him. He's like, what? And she's like, No, I I can't have criticism. Imagine me criticizing someone like you. Like, you get the sense that she treats him like he's a god, which, very unhealthy. Um,
1: (laughs) Because it's not, at this point, like, you know, with what we've seen, it doesn't feel like it's just somebody being polite. It really feels like a stalker.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And um, he's like, oh, tell me. And she goes, the swearing. And he's like, well, it's a story about slum kids. I was a slum kid. And he goes, this is how people talk. And then we get her freaking out, and, like, the music is ramping up. And I don't think there's a moment in this movie where she's freaking out where I am not gripping the chair. Like, I think there's nail marks in your chair now. (laughs) Shit, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Next time we watch it at my house. but You can mess up my chair. But she just freaks out because... She's like, people don't talk like that. It's blasphemy. And I'm like, okay. And,
1: yeah, she's like, do you think i just go down to the... To the what was it?
0: The, the co- feed store and ask for some...
1: Damn seed. Some
0: F-word seeds or, and some cockamamie... Bastard
1: uh, something. Yeah. She just goes off on this huge tangent. And she's
0: shaking and there's soup going everywhere. And she's like, look what you made me do. And it's like, hmm. And... Um, he never, like, means to antagonize her throughout this whole movie. And that's because no. he's really smart as a character. Paul Sheldon, he is very smart.
1: Which, you hope as a writer, he would be. Yeah.
0: Because he's like, oh, she could kill me at any moment. And there's nothing I could do. I can't even walk. Like...
1: And I could barely... And I got one arm. Yeah. So, you're basically, you're just, uh... Your head with a torso and an arm. Exactly. <laughs> at this point.
0: So, he's just like, alright. So, I'll just... <laughs> I'll be here. <laughs> yeah. I'll just be nice to her and, like, say, like, oh, that's very kind. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And um, we get that little freak out. And then she's, like, he meets her pig, all this other little stuff. And she she um, buys his newest book. And each day she's, like, I'm 40 pages in now, 70 pages in now. And she's, like, giving it so much praise. She's, like, it's divine. And she's like, "What's that painter who who did a ceiling in a church?" And he goes, "Sistine Chapel." Yep, that and your book are the only two divine things in this whole world. And it's like, oh, she has to think okay. about it having a child too. Yeah, she really is. And she's like, "It's art. It's so good." And then you get to the part about the fact that he killed the main character at the end of the book, and she storms. She comes in midnight, she is fucking pissed. Oh, ho oh, oh. ho and she's like, you killed my misery? As though he killed her child.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And he's like, I-, I didn't kill her. She, she." And then I think he says something akin to like...
1: I want to move on to something more serious. I want to wrap her ending.
0: Yeah. Well, she's like, yeah, yeah. And I wanted to switch gears. And she's like, I don't care. You killed her. And he's like, no one killed her. And I think he says something akin to like she's not real or something and yeah she mm, he
1: basically mm. says that childbirth killed her yeah it's a natural human it was element. a natural
0: thing in the 1800s like, for women in the 1800s yes yeah which it true it is true before true. modern medicine you could you die from anything
1: <laughs> yeah bleeding out broken bones mm-hmm. i mean you are pushing a watermelon so yeah. big respect to mothers
0: yeah yeah oh I have nothing but the uttermost respect for the female gender in general. Like, I am out of commission if my number two is too large, let alone that. So, yeah, full respect to you.
1: Don't imagine yeah. ever wanting to push I've never experienced, a watermelon out of my body. I'm
0: not, <laughs> no, I've never experienced anything like a period. I don't imagine I'd handle it well. <laughs> I, I can't, have a high I tolerance for pain. I though. can't do the flu.
1: Okay, <laughs> like seriously. I have a high tolerance for pain, but, but mono is probably no. the worst that I got, and I don't want to oh, yeah. do that for nine months. I never had six. mono. It sucks having mono. Is like having strep times I'm ten.
0: Have a, I'm a kissing disease. Who are you French? I need to know. No, it's
1: common from kissing. Okay, What'd that was get? the funny part because I don't. They it can also be from like just natural bacteria, but. Okay. Worst three weeks of my life.
0: I I hear you can't move at all. No. "Uh
1: It's worse than misery. Jeez. Comparing it to misery, I would have rather had broken legs. Jeez. Jeez. I, every time I would stand up, I'd fall over and nearly pass out.
0: (laughs) I had that once. I had an ear infection and I didn't, I didn't know that I had an ear infection. It was just in one ear, but like. I was like, oh, I got to go to work. And I stood up and face planted right on my floor in the front of my bedroom. And my dad heard me. And he opened the door. He's like, are you okay? And I'm still face down. And he just hears me go, I'm hurt. (laughs) That's awful. Oh, gosh. It was great, though. It was so funny.
1: See, I did that multiple times. And the thing about mono is you can't eat food. Your throat is in so much pain like literally swallowing, bad it, friend it got to my it got to the point where swallowing saliva for me was like swallowing knives and i would cry
0: oh my god
1: i have a massive tolerance for pain it's terrible you could not walk because you get so dizzy your joints are so weak you're you're literally like it feels like you're dying
0: so you just like stayed in the bathroom all the
1: time <laughs> uh, i had to crawl when my dad had to go to work cuz he couldn't just take off three weeks of work sure Um, I ended up having to crawl myself to the bathroom each day.
0: At least in my house, there'd be, like, a spare wheelchair
1: or (laughs) something. I had to literally crawl myself to the bathroom each day. Throwing up was so terrible. And uh, that was, like, the worst pain I think I've ever felt in my life. Like, I actually had a mental breakdown because I could not eat anything. And I hadn't eaten. I had eaten maybe, like, three things over the course of... uh, nearly a week and a half and because it just hurt me, that much
0: make me really happy i've never been kissed <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean it, it was bad it was like that was like my misery so like i couldn't totally relate
0: the to one Paul. the one time i would be like yeah i'll take a catheter <laughs> i will i will
1: not <laughs>
0: never no never it's still not
1: I mean, I will say this, um, not to gross out, but, you know, one of the worst but here things you go. Is <laughs> you not to have... gross
0: me out or the audience.
1: No. One of the worst things you have is going to the bathroom. Oh. At least Paul had a way to get there.
0: Yeah, he, he peed in a little thing. He had
1: a, he had a jug, and I'm sure she was able to wheel him to the bathroom. Oh. Oof. I'll have to swing the Um Probably. I'm sure that she... She probably, like, to
0: lifted him up and put him on the toilet. Or, yeah. if, or if she was a nurse and you saw that her closet in one scene with all the medical supplies, she probably had a bedpan or two.
1: Yeah, for me, we didn't have that, so everything in, pretty much in your guts are liquefied, so, you know, usually you only can make it to one end. Jeez.
0: So, it's... So, misery. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, where were we even before we went off? Oh, yeah, he he killed the character in the book. Yeah. And she was like... Oh, yeah, she says, like, is it this when she says, like, I had a revelation? And it, it's like, she's like, in order for you to be pure, you have to get rid of something. And she wheels in a grill. And oh, yes. And that. That is next, right? Yeah, that that is very triggering. Oh, my God. Because she, like, lifts it up, and his manuscript is there. And she starts covering it in gasoline and hands him the match. And she's like, you have to burn it. And he tries bluffing his way out of it because he's like, he's like, my agent and a bunch of people have a copy, you know, me burning it isn't going to do anything. And she's like, no, they don't. I know you never make a copy. And he's like, well, I'll just never publish it. It's fine. She's like, then why do you have an issue with burning it? And she's like, burn it. And he does. And you can see visibly how sad he is and like how crushed he feels Because he explains it in the beginning, like, he's like, I'm done writing these romance novels. I finally get to write something for me that I want to write. And she made him burn it. And as two creators, we would lose our minds.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Especially when, if I'm writing a script. I mean, there's nothing worse when you think you have an idea, especially. Mm -hmm. And then somebody's like, but if you do this, because you feel like oh, stupid, why didn't I think of that?
0: Yeah, exactly. But it'd be
1: one thing if you finally got that perfect idea and people are like, all right, we could do this, and you have one copy, and then... If it's on one
0: trying. computer, and then somebody throws it over an overpass.
1: <laughs> I had one edit I was doing for a short. Mm-hmm. And long story short, the reason you won't see that edit ever is because the file got corrupted. No.
0: I had, um, I had a hard drive that had, like the first few chapters of a book I was doing and that got lost and I'm pretty sure somebody stole it and it's a thing of like yeah I'm okay with that now because it ended up I'm ended up retooling it from being a book to a comic book series so I'm fine with that and now but at the time I was like I gotta start over? Like, no. (laughs)
1: Because it's all your hard work, heart and soul, and, you know, even if it's not good and it's shit, it can be a first draft, but it's your pile of shit that you're forming into a masterpiece. It's
0: also a thing of, like, you can remember an entire, like, you, if you don't write your book, you can write it out in your head and remember all of it, but the second any of it hits a file, or the second... You forget. Yeah. You make room. Because your brain realizes it doesn't need to commit memory to that anymore.
1: At so once time, it's yeah.
0: gone, you're like, no, I forgot everything.
1: <laughs> exactly. Plus, it, it always makes room so you can bring new ideas. Because you can't have a full two-hour movie screenplay in your head. or. A no. Whole f- I'm pretty sure Quentin Tarantino
0: d- doesn't remember all the stuff that happened in Django Unchained. <laughs>
1: no. No. I don't think anybody does, but yeah, it was it was definitely... That was hard to watch for for me, especially. It was just, like, watching it burn. I think you he, audibly swore at the screen.
0: You are like, F yeah!
1: <laughs> so I was like, dude, you can't burn somebody's work. And no. th- to, ha- to make someone do it, too. Yeah,
0: yeah it would have been one thing if she burned it in front of him. The fact that she was like, you have to do it. I'm...
1: And it was multiple shots. That's
0: like if we said, like... If somebody put all the hard drive, uh, he, somebody put all of the unpublished episodes of our show on a hard drive and was like, you have to hit it with a sledgehammer. Like, what? <laughs> what kind of torture is this? Oh, <laughs>
1: there's a good movie that just came out. I won't say what it is where they face a similar dilemma. Okay. It is a summer blockbuster that just came out. It is in theaters. I won't say what until we do a review of it.
0: All right. I know what you're talking about, but okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's not like there's a lot of things in theaters right now. <laughs> I'm like it's not Mulan. <laughs> it's not Black Panther. Or Black Widow, rather. Yeah.
1: Which rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Oh yes,
0: rest in peace. Yeah. Um so so and yeah, th- that might be old news for you guys whenever this comes up, but it's been a few days. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sucks. But so then she burns it and then we kinda jump back to the um they find the car, right?
1: They do. They are in the helicopter, and they finally find the car. And they see they it. Know that he's around the area.
0: Yeah, and well, and the reporters are like, "He most likely got out of the car and crawled to safety, crawled out himself." We cannot find the body, but we will keep searching. And there's a bunch of news reporters because you know he's a, he's a pretty well-known author. I mean, be like if Stephen
1: King went missing, people would be losing their shit. I
0: wouldn't say Stephen King because, as far as we know, Paul Sheldon's only written some nine romance novels. So I mean, has, early, a
1: very,
0: yeah. Early Stephen King. If, like, People him in the 70s, like, yeah.
1: What? He went missing?
0: It's still newsworthy, is what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. And the FBI's involved now, and da 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 and he's, like... He sees the marks, and he's, like... This is somebody pulled him out. Like, that's a crowbar mark. And that was the sheriff. Yeah, the sheriff guy, who I love him. Some, That's a crowbar mark. Somebody pulled him out, and she's, like, you think he's alive? And he goes... Maybe not, but he didn't die the way everyone thinks he would have.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's when we start when he starts to get suspicious, and he actually starts to uh, read the misery books.
0: Well, that's a little bit later. Oh, that's true. But um, because Annie's got this great idea where uh, he's gonna write a tenth book, and she's gonna force him to write it. A...
1: In her image, though, mm-hmm. is the catch.
0: Yeah. Well, not in her image. He's going to write the book she wants. And it's like... It's very like, you have to bring her back to life or whatever. And then just write a whole new book. And he... It's it's very much a thing because he doesn't protest much to it. Because he's very... Is the battery dying?
1: I think it just died.
0: Are we not recording our faces anymore?
1: Uh, we may not be. Let's take a break real Hold quick. Hold on, right? We're good.
0: Are we back? Yes. Oh, thank God. Sorry about that, folks. That was a technical issue, and I got halfway through Dr. Sleep. So, um, where were we?
1: We were at the part where, uh, Annie has now, uh, started oh, yeah, she, forcing she,
0: she made him to, She she's forcing him to, um... She's forcing him to write uh, a new book, right? Yes. She's like, I brought you everything. I brought you papers and uh, the printer or the typewriter. And and she was like, um, she's like, they discounted me on the typewriter because it's missing an N, which I told him is in, is a letter in my uh, favorite author's name, Paul Sheldon. And he goes. That's also a letter of my favorite person's. It it all, My favorite person also has that name, that letter in their name two times. And me. And she's like, oh, you. And it's very clearly a thing of like, <laughs> please, the psycho, so she won't kill me. <laughs>
1: exactly, like a Norman Bates. Uh, he's getting that face again.
0: Yeah. Exactly. It, exactly. And. Um, Let me check. Yeah. All right. We're back again. Are we are. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that guys. Uh, looks like we're just going to be audio for the rest of the for the rest of the thing here.
1: Unfortunately. Yeah. But
0: But hey, we're still figuring stuff out.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: This is very much a work in progress.
1: <laughs> it is very much so.
0: I know I'm saying this at what? Episode 13,
1: 14. <laughs> you know what? Hey, this is the first time we're doing video and that's all right.
0: Yeah. Happy September, October, November who knows <laughs> alright so yeah she's forcing him to write the book and she's like I bought this paper it's the most expensive and he's like it'll still smudge I need you to go back and get more paper she's like I don't believe that it'll smudge it's the most expensive and um oh yeah cause we get the thing of like she asks him did I do good and he goes yeah you did great except this paper and you see like the smile slowly move from her face and he's like here, let me show you. And he, like, types on it and then starts rubbing it and it smudges. Which is a thing that any ink will do freshly put on any piece of paper. If you rub it hard enough. And she doesn't know. capture magic twice, dude.
1: <laughs> I don't know. No, okay, so now we're officially back. This is like the third time we're having some major technical difficulties.
0: So she t- so he tells her that the paper she got is wrong. <laughs> sorry about the energy. Oh, why am I looking at the camera that's not on? I'm um, <laughs> sorry. I know it sounds like I'm being a jerk, but...
1: <laughs> We've had a misery trying to make this episode work. I've
0: had... <laughs> so this is my last episode of the show.
1: Uh, (laughs) oh i meant this episode this episode or show
0: no you made a pun about the episode and i'm saying i'm quitting the show because of how bad the pun was that's the joke i'm making so anyways she he tells she buys him a bunch of stuff and she's like did i do good like a child wanting aspiration and he's like, oh, you did great, And but the paper, it's it's going to smudge if I use that. And she's like, it should, I. it's the most expensive kind. And he shows her by, like, typing a little thing on it and then smudging it, which fresh ink will do that to anything that it's recently written on if you rub hard enough, but she doesn't know that because she doesn't work with ink ever. So she's like, all right, I'll go get more pages. And she's like, but you know what? You could be more grateful. And she, like, takes the ream of paper and hits his legs with it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, which is, like, holy shit. Really
0: messed up. Really messed up. And he has, like, dialogue with her where it's, like, he's complimenting her. And he does this throughout the movie, and it's very much a thing of, like, oh, I better be nice.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to be slick, but I also don't want to have my legs broken again.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, So she leaves, but the reason he's, like, asking her to go and get new paper is because when she was throwing her tantrum, she dropped a bobby pin a hairpin sorry a hairpin on the floor and he like bends it and he open, he he's starting to open the door with it like pick the lock cause he got locked in his room and he's picking the lock and um he like the door opens and he he has this funny dialogue and he's like come on you can do this you've wrote about this although that was fiction who knows if this crap actually wo- and then you hear it unlock and he opens it and he's like huh <laughs> Which is a great... It's really pussy. great dialogue. But then there's, like, so much tension of he's going around the house with the uh, wheelchair. And he knocks over, like, a little ceramic penguin thing and catches it. And it's like... For a second you think, why is it tense that a penguin fell and he's catching it? And it's like, oh, right, because he's not supposed to be out of his ha- the room. And if she finds out he left the room...
1: <laughs> yeah, it becomes very bad.
0: Mm-hmm. And he like, he wheels himself over to a phone and starts trying to use it. And then he looks under it and there's no phone. Like, it just looks like a phone. Like, there's no actual parts for a phone. And he's like, he says to himself, crazy bitch. <laughs> which is what we're all thinking.
1: <laughs> yeah, which definitely should scream that cabin in the middle of a snowy woods. Mm-hmm. Or just uh, on a mountain alone, it's crazy. Yeah. So isolated. I
0: imagine from now on, when he does that, he probably a won't be going to that same cabin, and b if he does, he's bringing a weapon.
1: Yeah, or somebody.
0: Yeah, or taking his his daughter with him.
1: Yeah, because um, that's
0: one of the reasons we feel for him, and that's like I feel like why he keeps fighting throughout this whole movie. He wants to see his kid again.
1: <laughs> yeah, he owes it to her being busy all the time and whatnot.
0: Well, no, it's just it's a it's a parenting
1: thing. Well, yeah, that too.
0: Yeah. Well, like, they say it a lot, like, oh, these books, they paid for your daughter's braces, they're now paying for her college. So you get the sense that she's an adult, and, like, she doesn't necessarily need him, but it's not, like, about that. It's about, you know, you oh, want yeah. to see the people you love again.
1: So... But you never see his
0: daughter yeah. on Well, yeah, because we get a thing earlier that, where Annie says she called... She's like, I called your agent, and, um... Your daughter... Well, she says she called his agent. Well, she's like, I called the hospital. They gave me more instruction, and I'm supposed to bring you there. Uh, they'll they'll send an ambulance to come get you after the snow melts. And then I called your agent, and and they thanked me, and they said they'll tell your daughter. And he's like, oh, and then he goes. I think he says like, oh, he'll tell her. And he goes, yeah. He said he would. So don't worry. And his agent's a woman, <laughs> so yeah. he already knows. Oh, she didn't call. What? Like, yeah. And and like now he knows that because the phone isn't there. Yeah. And I think she said before, like, "Oh, I never called anybody." Like, or she says later on, right?
1: Later on, she did.
0: Yeah, which we kind of already guessed that.
1: Yeah, based it on the uh, phones, entrails. and
0: yeah. But then he, like, he goes... He wheels himself over to the kitchen.
1: Yeah, and then to the living room.
0: Yeah, well... Oh, yeah, he goes to the medicine cabinet where she keeps all the stuff and he takes, like, a big vial of the... Like, a big package of those pills she's been giving him.
1: Yeah, these uh, bright red pills.
0: Which are supposed to be for his pain. But he hasn't been taking them as of late because he wants to have, like, a clear head.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he wants to know what's going on. So his method for that is to... Uh, stick him under the mattress
0: yeah he well he, at first he sticks them under the mattress then he cuts a hole in the mattress and sticks him in the mattress and it's like he's very smart he's a very smart guy i, I can't say it enough but sure. so,
1: go I, ahead. i was gonna say luckily paul isn't uh, a horror writer
0: yeah no. otherwise
1: they probably definitely would have been a whole different story
0: oh yeah oh yeah well, Stephen King kind of said he based the concept off of himself of, like, what if I got kidnapped by a fan?
1: <laughs> I just feel like with Stephen King, it'd be way different, though, if somebody, like, if he would have made Paul be a horror writer.
0: Yeah, I or, feel like, like...
1: a detective, because then Annie probably would have been one of those people who's like, oh, so you're gonna try this, so why don't I double-check this? hmm
0: yeah. Because, yeah, he does, he does have an advantage of just being a... A romance writer, and no, nothing against romance writers. It's just they don't yeah. really they ne- they never have the thought of how would I escape a house of a kidnapper. At least not to and, my knowledge.
1: And judging by how like one of the things about how technical Paul is when he's trying to survive these situations and maneuvering and stuff like that is just notably that he must be working on some kind of action or he's got a, a plan for himself.
0: or he's making up a plan
1: for a, for another book. I have to think too because. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. I, I like to think of it that way. I'm like, if you have a creative mind, and you're put in a situation like that, mm-hmm. and you're able to have a clear enough head to think, you know, part of it's survival. The other part is, if you're an author or director mm-hmm. or something, you've got to have that creative mind. So you might be thinking of all sorts of ways. Sure. Plus, just judging by like when he when he wrote it in his books, like the whole lock picking thing.
0: Yeah.
1: What What would you find in a lock picking romance novel? Yeah, I mean, there's true. a lot of reasons you could mm-hmm. discover someone cheating or not, but. You kind of have to have that idea in the back of your head that he's probably written some stuff even in those romance novels. It's like...
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: But there's like a very intense thing of like... He hears... He's like out of the wheelchair. And... Because he's like... What was he doing out of the wheelchair?
1: I think he was trying to get to those meds because his chair could not fit through the door.
0: That's right, yeah. So he crawled or something. But then he hears her coming back. Like on the road, thanks to the snow, and it's it's very much a thing of he's gotta like crawl and he's gotta move and get back. He's gotta get from the kitchen back into his room and relock the door and hide everything he's done and make sure she never knows he was out. And it's it's very intense.
1: Yeah, it's that it's that rush of holy shit. She's like at the door,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's not even that she drops paper or anything. Yeah. And the scariest part is she really wants it. She could have looked in the window and saw that he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. That he was moving yeah, around. Yeah,
0: it's that uncertainty of like, does she know? And she's just messing with him?
1: Because like, she yeah. gets
0: back and she's like, I was thinking while I was driving. And I wouldn't want myself to hit someone. Can you ever forgive me? And he's like, I think. He's like, yeah, I can. And she's like, oh, you're sweating like crazy. Let me get you in the bed. And he's freaking out because he still has like in his pants are the pills.
1: But they're right above his uh, his waist.
0: Yeah, so you could still see him. So she's like, he's like, give me some pills for the pain. And she's like, well, let me get you in the bed first. And he's like, for God's sakes, give me the pills first. And she's like, oh, you poor thing. Okay. And then he like gets himself situated and she gets him in the bed. And he like, he, he puts the pills at the back of his mouth and then she leaves and he's takes them out and shoves them in the mattress. And then he starts breaking up the pills, right?
1: Yeah. We we see that Annie's watching TV later that night and uh, yeah in her room and then uh, he ends up starting to take those pills and open them and pour them into a little uh, paper made bag yeah um and then swallowing the tablets after he tries to figure out like what they are
0: exactly so then like that stuff happens uh he writes the first draft of it and she does not like it
1: no she's um. She comes in, and does basically the same thing, just of a yelling. Little, like, yeah. A little less aggressive. She doesn't hit the ending. I don't think. But yeah, no, she just kind of freaks the fuck out at this part. Yeah. But she, um, she
0: yells a lot, but it all seems genuine. It never seems like over exaggerated.
1: No, it's not like a Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Like it felt like some of those classic it, Nic- Nicolas Cage ones.
0: It seems over exaggerated in the context of a human being, but it doesn't seem over exaggerated in the context of her who, character. Someone yeah. who's clearly not all there.
1: Well, I could, I I unfortunately have had the experience of somebody who's yelled exactly like that. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was definitely like,
0: Mm -mm.
1: yeah, I could see a real human doing this.
0: Yep. Yep. So she has him rewrite it and then he like finishes writing it. And he's like, why don't we have a celebration dinner? Because he like lets her read each chapter he's writing. And she's like, oh, it's even better than some of your work before he's like, why don't we have a dinner to celebrate? And she, like, makes a meatloaf. He compliments it, whatever. And she gets wine, and he's like... She's about to pour the wine. She, he's like, why don't we toast to misery and her being back? And he's like, wait, we have to do this right. Do you have any candles? And when she leaves to go get a candle to light, he pours the, the meds in the wine glass. Yep. Which, it's a thing of, like... Was he trying to knock her out, or was he trying to kill her? Because she says early on, if I die, you die. Because no one knows you're here. And you can't walk.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think he got to a point where it's like, she's more of a threat. So Mm -hmm. it'd be better to die while trying to flag somebody down or figuring out how to put his foot on a gas pedal. Yeah. And drive. Because there's multiple ways that you could drive. I can figure
0: that out later. First, I gotta get rid of her. (laughs)
1: Because there's definitely no way that he's going anywhere.
0: No, no.
1: With her around. So, I mean, even if it was just to make her pass out and see if she had any keys or anything. Because, mm-hmm. you know, at this point with Annie, it's just like, you don't you can't trust if she's actually telling the truth. Exactly. He's seen that, you know, yes, there's a phone that's not working.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But how much you want to bet that she had the idea that if he were to escape, maybe I'll just pull out all the pieces just in case.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well, and they, like... It sucks. I get so mad at the scene because he pours it on there and then she, like... Spills it all, and it's very much a thing of like, you wonder, you wonder if you,
1: she did it on purpose. If
0: she knew because she's playing him,
1: it seemed a little too for me when I first saw the team. Like, it seems a little too purposeful,
0: yeah. Because she was like, Oh, my arm got too close to the the candle, and he looks so bummed out <laughs> like, he's like, Oh no, <laughs> yeah, starting back from square one,
1: <laughs> which you know is a lot of the thing, too. because. He's A, had a change of heart, Mm -hmm. which obviously is already probably suspicious in her mind anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But then also the fact that he looks so bummed out when she spills the wine. Yeah. But the question, too, is what made that scene so powerful is because does she notice that he's bummed out and thinks that there was already something in there? Or is it bummed out because she thinks that she just spoiled his perfect dinner? Because one thing about Annie that I really liked and the way that Kathy Bates portrayed her was... The fact that if you've seen, like, for Split, for instance, Mm -hmm. Kevin, or, uh, not Kevin, uh, James McAvoy. He
0: plays a character named Kevin. Kevin, yes. James Um, McAvoy,
1: yeah. And he has 24 different personalities in the movie Split. Uh, One of those uh, personalities being a 7 or 9-year-old child named, Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember the name of him.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, yeah. Yeah,
1: but it's, um, this kid that he plays talks in a little kid voice and you and acts like him too and wears just had a hot dog yeah yeah and that is something that i love like kathy bates she looks physically older you can see that she has some gray hair and everything which makes annie look older yeah but her voice is such that of a child when she's not yelling it's very sweet very did i do
0: good yeah are you okay paul Uh,
1: as if she's just a little child trying to find her she, way. She
0: like she wears a cross around her neck. She's got a pet pig. Like it's very named much named like, Misery. Yeah, named Misery, and it's like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he like he makes a face when she he meets the pig, because it's like
1: you named it Misery.
0: Well, no, it's not even that. Yeah. He's from New York. <laughs> He's not accustomed to a pig being that close to him. He probably well, well, he probably has a pet. He probably eats bacon like with every breakfast. So the fact that it, one's right there and it's just like on his bed, like, and it's just like, hi, and it might smell bad. Even he's just like, Ugh, what? <laughs> He'd be okay if it was like a dog.
1: White burst, white burst, get it off, get it off.
0: Exactly, exactly. So then, like, we get the sheriff, and he like he starts reading his books.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. He uh, starts to read these misery novels, which I kind of called uh, what would happen later. You did, you did. Um, which I had the idea because uh, my thing is like you know. Uh, I felt like um, he was reading it to search for specific keywords and sentences, mm-hmm. which does play a very large, large role uh, later. Yeah, when than when mine.
0: when Paul has a second breakout.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because
0: um, for a big chunk here, it, well, not a big chunk, but a chunk of like real time time lapse, he's reading the books, and. It's it's intercut between him reading the books and Paul writing the new book, and then you just see kind of like time is changing outside the window.
1: Yeah, from dark to night, and for seasons and everything. Yeah. And then um, it looks like what it, what a year has passed really with the transitions if you put them together.
0: Well, because like you get to a point where it starts raining, and it's just rain, rain, but not snow. And it's
1: not snowing outside. You see, like it's fresh on the ground, mm-hmm. like the grass and everything. So. Yeah. It kind of uh, it kind of makes you think that you know a lot of like a year has passed by then,
0: or uh, pretty close.
1: Yeah, or pretty close, cause um, you know, and uh, that's when we kind of see. It's snowing again. It's back into its snowy setting. Well, so,
0: well, we have that scene with during the rain though that I feel like is oh has yes. a point yeah because she like she's seeing the rain and he like brings her food and he can tell something's visibly wrong. And he, of course, wants to know if there's something wrong with her. Because if there is, he might die. And uh, he's like, is everything okay? And she's like, the rain gives me the blues. And she has this beautiful monologue just about, like... I think it's something like, you will never know what it's like to love someone like you when you're someone like me. And it's very much a contrast between, like, the everyday people and, like, people of, you know, fame and accolade and stuff like that. And she's like, I love you, and I know you'll never love me. Don't even say it. And she's like, and you'll be leaving soon, because the book will be finished. And what will I do then? He goes, why would I leave? I like it here. And she's like, that's nice for you to say. And then she pulls out a gun.
1: <laughs> well, she says, but we both know that's not true. Yeah, exactly. Because she pulls out that gun.
0: We don't know that's completely true. And she pulls out a gun. And he remains remarkably calm. <laughs> And <laughs> she pulls that gun out.
1: And she says the most fucked up line.
0: Yeah, it's. She's. I got this gun. I put bullets in it. Sometimes, I might use it later. Do you then, need anything? And then she leaves. And it's like,
1: did she say do you need anything? I thought she just said I might use it later, and then walked out.
0: Yeah, I think she asked, "Does he need anything?" Like very casually. He's like, "No, no." And then she left. And it's very much, it's very much a thing of like he's definitely going to bed that night, wondering like is she gonna shoot herself (laughs) or him yeah exactly exactly and like the guy he writes down a quote right
1: yep the sheriff writes down uh one of the quotes from his book a couple of them
0: yeah a couple of his book where misery the character is on trial or something
1: Yeah, and then he does some researching because he sees uh, Annie the next day coming into town to grab supplies.
0: Well, while she's in town, Paul breaks out of his room again, right? Doesn't he? Because that's how he finds the scrapbook.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, we find the scrapbook, but um, that's not what the sheriff sees first, though. I mean, we have the sheriff going into the store first. Oh, yeah, first. he goes
0: in there and asks about, like, what she's bought. After
1: Annie left. Because she screams at the one dude, even though he was following the traffic regulations. Yeah. So he goes over and asks if she's bought anything suspicious. The well, cashier's well, like, no, not really. Maybe it's unless... and... and he goes, what kind of paper? And he's like, well, a lot of writing paper.
0: Yeah. And he's like, like, typing kind. Oh, and he's like, does he, does she? Oh, yeah, he says, like. Every time that Sheldon comes out with a new Misery book, she has me set a copy aside for her and all this stuff.
1: Yeah, so automatically right away he finally figures out that, oh, she's a fanatic, which obviously points mm-hmm. to um, her being the suspect. So
0: Well, and it's also a thing of he's like, does she buy anything unusual? And he goes, not really. And he lists off the stuff, which does give us a clue about time passing, <laughs> that it's not unusual at this point for her to be purchasing paper and ink for a printer, for a typewriter. I mean,
1: yeah um yeah. but that's still suspicious to the outside with yeah. an author being missing in the area
0: exactly well and we we see the scrapbook first before he goes yeah to the
1: library. We, we see uh we see the cut of um paul rolling around getting out of his room again and finds a file in the living room that's what he finds in the living room
0: it's a scrapbook she uh, made a, a scrapbook
1: book. yeah of her history
0: yeah and it's like it's a news article about her husband dying and then it's an article about like all these med school students and then it's intercut with her like getting top of her class becoming head of intensive care another guy mysteriously dying then a bunch of babies die
1: yes a bunch of babies that kept uh, newborn babies that kept dying and then in the nursery, some of the toddlers and other babies that kept dying
0: as yeah. well. Yeah, and then her on trial, and it which, her getting arrested too.
1: Which I think the sheriff also sees, if I remember right, She's, or, yeah, he finds an article. He
0: sees her face, and then goes to the like library and finds the article, and it has a quote that he wrote down from the book.
1: Yeah, which I can look up here, because I'm trying to remember, but I want to do, uh, do it uh, word for word. Um, but it was a very good quote, too. It's like... Um, which I believe uh, is...
0: It's like, I am a woman, but only let man judge me in a court of man, or something like that.
1: Yeah, and he will judge me in the end.
0: Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, just Google misery quote, and you'll find Sorry, guys, I'm very tired. It's been a week.
1: <laughs> yeah, and... Um, <clears throat> I mean, and that was kind of cool thing is like, you see how much though, when the sheriff pulls it out, how many, um, how many, uh, he's got a lot of notes, <laughs> notes that he's taken on all these different
0: quotes yeah. and it's a small town. Like this is the only thing he has to do right now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's the other cool thing too that really emphasizes that is that he's just this small town cop who's now gotten something really big on his hands.
0: Yeah, and he's putting a lot of time in it because there's nothing else going on. Like we get a line in the beginning where he's on the phone, and when he hangs up, his wife, the deputy, comes in and goes, "The phone rang. Busy day, huh?"
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm not having trouble. I'm not having luck finding the quote anyway, but but
0: yeah. It, it's a good quote, but she says the exact thing.
1: On her testimony uh, during her trial.
0: Yeah. So, so then, um, Paul, he like, when he breaks out to the room, he grabs a kitchen knife as well. Because he's prepared to kill her.
1: because he point.
0: He knows that she's so erratic and she's got a gun, like, she might just kill him before it's all over anyway. Before he finishes the book. So he like he hides it in his sling, and then when she comes back in the house, she doesn't go back in his room. So he hides it under his bed, and then later on, she like gets him with a needle or something. She
1: walks right in, but that's not that's uh that's a, um, no, she walks in first, mm-hmm. um, puts him in, puts him to sleep. And then he wakes up. He's very
0: drugged up. He's (laughs) like, Annie, what's going on? Oh, he's smiling.
1: And that's when we see the sheriff coming up to her door, coming down.
0: No, 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 not yet. Because we get the scene that both you and I cringed at.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. So she's like, he reaches under for the knife and she's like, are you looking for this? I know you've been out, and she picks up the bob, the hairpin. This is how you've been out. You've been out twice. My penguin always faces north, not south, and it's like, oh, she's known from the beginning. <laughs> she didn't say anything,
1: <laughs> which makes you think that the dinner—that's why she knocked it over. Yeah,
0: it's even scarier. Like she definitely probably knew that some pills were missing because she probably counts them every day. Like, yeah. So, so then she like talks about like diamond miners.
1: Yep. And I think how they used to hold the slaves so they didn't run.
0: So they made sure that they... Yeah. So when they would catch kids who would steal the diamonds, they wouldn't kill them because that's how you lose a worker. They would make sure that they could still work, but they never could run away again. And she's like, do you know what it's called? The practice was called hobbling. And she puts... She like ties him down, puts a piece of wood in between his ankles and picks up a sledgehammer. And both you and me were like, God, no, God, no, God, and no. I, and I got
1: a strong stomach, but mm-hmm. that was just a little no. too
0: realistic. Hell no. It's the sound. It's him screaming. It's which very It's well the shot acted. of the ankle bending. Because yeah, which... she just, he's like, please, no. Annie, for God's sakes, please. And she's like, don't worry. It's for the best. And just wham. And his ankle, like, just straight bends around the two by four. Yep. And then she's like, don't worry, we're halfway done. And she does it to the other foot, too. And he's just screaming like crazy. And then goes in the shock. Yeah. And well, and she says, God, I love you. And it's like, okay, yeah, he's going to die.
1: Uh, you're done. <laughs> you love him so much that you just decide to break his ankles.
0: Hobble him, yeah. And it's like, oh, you're never... I, I had that moment the first time I watched it. I'm like, oh, he's not getting out. This is his life now. She's going to make him write things forever. And like,
1: yeah, it's it's really nightmare messed, fuel.
0: Really messed up. And like she's feeding the pigs, and she comes back afterwards, and he's like sitting at the chair writing. And she looks at him and she waves, and he just flips her off. <laughs> he doesn't care anymore. And she's like, "Oh, you Joker, you!" And it's like. <laughs> so
1: she's just so mentally unhinged
0: it's so good because he was like i'm gonna pull, i'm gonna make her happy and say all this stuff and he's just like fuck you well
1: at that point i would be too it's like, yeah why am i even gonna play to this bitch
0: same like she made me never able to walk right again why why would i so then we see the cop come up to the house yes and she drugs him real fast And he tries resisting her, to his credit, because he's been like... We see he's been bench-pressing and making his arm stronger by lifting the um,
1: the typewriter. Which, you know, is realistic, because those things are heavy as shit.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You ever been in a thrift store and seen one and been like, oh,
1: cool. Yeah, they're like... They're solid metal. You Mm -hmm. can tell that they're definitely solid and meant to last.
0: Yeah. So then... um, she throws him down the basement, which is like a weird hidden basement.
1: Like She picks him up. Yeah. She didn't even throw him. She picks him up off the wheelchair, puts him over her shoulders, and walks just, down, sets him down there. Yep. After she drugged him, of course, when the sheriff comes in.
0: But it looks like a basement I'd have in my dream house. And that's not a creepy thing. I want a house that has like a bunch of secret passageways and stuff like that. And the, the door of the basement looks like the side of a wall. And then you push it in and the thing pops out.
1: Yeah, which is cool.
0: Yeah, it was nice. It was a nice effect. And a person like this would have one of those. Oh, yeah, you definitely <laughs> expect it. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the sheriff guy comes in. Uh, she starts showing him around. She's like, would you like a tour? And he goes, yeah, of course. And they asking questions and stuff. And he's like, did you hear about Paul Sheldon? She's like, oh, yeah, I heard. It's so sad. And then she, like, she, she comes up with a great story. She's a really good liar.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because he's like, when I heard about it happening, God told me I got to I gotta finish his work and pick it up. So I started writing and stuff. I tried to write like him. Would you like to see where I write? And he's like, sure. And she's like, I made the guest room into a work room and all this stuff. And meanwhile, it keeps cutting back to Paul, like, on the ground in this dirt floor slowly basement. Waking slowly waking up. Slowly waking up and moving. And, and she's like, you can read a couple pa- hundred pages if you'd like. And he's like, oh, no, that's okay. And he's like, do you have anything to drink? She goes, yeah, I'll get you some cocoa. I'll be right back. And it's a very, it's an interesting thing humor-wise as well, because she goes in the kitchen and she keeps, like, looking at him through the door. (laughs) Like, you remember? She keeps, like, putting her head out and making sure he's staying there.
1: (laughs) Which really reminded me of... Pennywise when she plays mrs. Kirsch in mm-hmm. uh in chapter two like yeah. every time
0: no one ever really dies <laughs>
1: yeah which every time that uh Beverly looks at the photos you see mm-hmm. you see Pennywise like scurry naked through the hallways <laughs> just looking at her going like so weird or like the worst part like it, it, it gave me those vibes like the other part is Miss Kirsch slowly puts her fingers on the doorframe and then slowly peeks her head out and starts smiling yeah and that's like that's exactly what this reminded me of and i was like yeah but that's after, not okay
0: after she stops watching he goes up the stairs and like starts looking upstairs and she's like i got your cocoa like she follows him upstairs and
1: but she's super quiet
0: yeah she does she doesn't like get mad and be like why are you looking upstairs she's just like do you want it your drink
1: doesn't even walk fast up up the stairs to make it make a noise she's no. just very quiet
0: yeah and he's like, I actually got to be going. She goes, Are you sure you haven't had any of your cocoa? And he's like, I'm sure it's great, but it's gonna have to wait. And he, because he obviously is suspicious of her, and doesn't want to trust anything she put in anything. Yeah. So he leaves, and um. Then Paul knocks over the. This the uh the, the grill the barbecue. Yep. And he comes back in and finds the. He's like, I'm down here, and he like opens up the basement door and he sees me he's like, "Mr. Sheldon?" and then and then you say it, you say it.
1: And then unfortunately, Annie shoots him in the back with a shotgun Yeah. and he falls it down. Sucks,
0: the man. Cuz I was like, if if he's going to get out of this in any way, it's that guy. And, and the
1: fact that the sheriff was so nice—you just see how happy he is. He still. was
0: nice, and he for a small town sheriff, he was so competent and like smart about all this stuff, and like
1: he was one of those characters you really don't want to die. That you're like, oh fucking idiot.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he was like suspicious of Annie from the beginning, and like
1: uh, it was very good. Um, so it's very it oh, sucks, it's just man. so disappointing.
0: Yeah, and she's like, I had to do it. Someone was gonna come looking for you eventually. And then she pulls out her little pistol, and she's like, I filled it with two bullets, one for you and one for me. It's time. And he's like, but I haven't finished the book yet. Like, he thinks really quickly. He's like, but I haven't finished the book. And she's like, but more people will come looking for you. He goes, come on, I'm almost done. And then we'll die and be together forever, and misery will live on. And it's like, she's like, she goes upstairs and she's like, she just puts the wheelchair at the foot of the stairs and she's like, I'll fix you something to eat. And she walks away. And you have, my favorite anecdote of this movie is like, she expect him to just climb up the stairs. There's a dead body on there now.
1: <gasps> there's a dead body. He's got fucking broken ankles and his legs are still recovering. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: So yeah, there's that. And we see him upstairs finally mm-hmm. and they're having dinner or no, he finishes the, he finishes
0: the book and He's like, I need three things. And she goes, what three things? And he's like, you don't know? And she goes, of course I know. You need a cigarette because you used to smoke, but you only smoke one after you finish a novel. Uh, You need a single match to light it and a glass of... uh, She doesn't even call it Don Perrion. She calls it Don Perrion or something. And he's like, yeah, Don Perrion. It's exactly right.
1: So he does piss her off.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's it's very much a thing of, like, at this point when she knows exactly what he needs after finishing a book, you and I didn't have any reaction. Because at this point, we're not shocked.
1: <laughs> she's just a fucking creepy ass talker. She is crazy.
0: <laughs> but she gets that stuff, and he's, like, still finishing it up. And she's like, Did I do good when she brings it? And he goes, You did perfect. Except for one thing. And he's like, We need two glasses. And she goes, oh, Paul. And she walks away. And then he like, because he hid, while he was down in the basement, he hid freaking lighter fluid in his pants. (laughs) Yeah. And he pulls that out, puts all of the stuff on there and starts soaking it. And she comes in and he's holding the last page in a match. And he's like, she's like, he's like, do you, oh yeah, he's like, do you, you remember the mystery of about who her father was and you'd wondered if they'd ever be reunited it's right here who would she end up with would it be ian or winthorne it's all right here every and does the bit, most poetic light,
1: thing ever
0: he lights the match lights the page and she's like you can't and he goes why not i learn it from you and drops it on the whole freaking book <laughs> and i'm like I started cheering immediately. the best
1: fuck you ever.
0: You smiled. You were like, yes,
1: yes. Yeah. Well, it's like, how do you like it? All your work that was all dedicated to what you wanted to see. Mm-hmm. You get to see the rewrite and you get to see what mystery. Mm-hmm. And now it's just, poop gone.
0: Yep, goodbye. <laughs> he even did the cruel thing of letting her read every chapter until the last chapter.
1: To put her in suspense. Mm-hmm. And she'll never know.
0: Yep. I love that. Why not? I'd learn it from you. And she's like running over frantically trying to slap out the fire.
1: <laughs> Which shows you just how insane she
0: is. She is desperate. She's, like, not my misery. she's yelling and he grabs the typewriter and just bam hits her in the head with it. Her arm catches on fire for a second and then she like. She shoots him
1: in the shoulder. In
0: the shoulder. Or no, no, no. That's not yet. She, like, she gets up as he's, like, wheelchairing, chilling He's going forward, and forward toward her. God, what is happening? Toward her in the wheelchair. Shut up. <laughs> and she starts choking and then slams his head against the window. And this is the one time we hear Annie swear. <laughs> yeah. What'd she say? She called him a, um...
1: I'm grateful fucking something.
0: No, no, she didn't say the f-word. Uh what is the word? Oh, yeah. how do I phrase this? Um is that something to do with uh chickens and uh sucking on them?
1: Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah.
0: I'm trying to stay PG here.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is uh that that one's still worse than the F bomb.
0: Yeah, and it's like of all the swears you're okay with saying because this whole movie she's like cockamini and poop and like just saying all this it's very. The PG's worst. Stuff.
1: To, there's only two really bad words, and those are the c words. Yeah, yeah. The c s and the c word. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So she's like choking him, and then he like gouges her eyes.
1: Which you see a little bit of fake blood, which is definitely like one of those things where you're like. No!
0: Yeah. And she pulls out the gun and shoots him in the shoulder. And then he, like, he pushes the wheelchair towards her and, like, tackles her. And then the other bullet comes out of the gun when it hits the ground. So you know there's no more no more bullets Thank <laughs> in God. that gun. Yeah. And they're kind of just fighting on the ground. And he, like, <laughs> the other most satisfying thing. He grabs the charred paper and he's like, you want it? Eat it! And he like
1: pushes it, shoves it right into her
0: mouth. Eat it till you choke, you sw- sick, twisted.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh,
0: that's so good. <laughs>
1: it was very poetic and very well done. You feel you, the you act.
0: You were, were huge, smiling. You were like, <laughs> "It's about fucking time." Yeah. Yeah. But so then, um, she like puts him back down on the ground and stands up and like she's running at
1: him but and he like he trips her yeah, with his his limp legs <laughs> which he picks up with his with his hands and just literally throws it right in yeah. front of her and
0: she like trips and her head hits the typewriter and it's very clearly a dummy but she she's like boom and then the music stops and you're like oh thank god she's dead oh <laughs> thank you and he gets a- he starts crawling I don't know where he's going to. There's no phone.
1: (laughs) Well, he starts getting up in his wheelchair first, doesn't he? No, he starts
0: crawling. Oh, all right, all right. He's crawling. And then, because this movie has to follow all horror rules.
1: She's still alive
0: and says, surprise, bitch. The killer comes back for one last scare. And she jumps on him. And um, she's, like, trying to choke him out. And he grabs an iron, which has a pig for a handle. And... Smacks her with it, like, which is the irony, yeah, because she named her pig Misery. Misery was what he was doing there as writing.
1: And he said, didn't he say something too that Misery would be the death of us?
0: Yeah, he did, (laughs) and it was the death of her. So then she, like, dies on him, like, she falls over on him.
1: She, he broke her nose because he Mm -hmm. basically takes the bottom end and she punches her in the nose, and then
0: bam, and she's like, which,
1: Mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know. The logic behind that is you have a bone in your nose which will stab your brain if it is fractured.
0: Which her brain was already fractured for sure from that typewriter fall. Yeah. If she was doing anything, it was from pure adrenaline.
1: Which I thought she broke her neck at first on it.
0: No, I, I was just like, I thought she hit her head really hard on it. And so then after that, it cuts to 18 months later in New York City. And we see him in a suit walking with a cane.
1: Who's very visibly shaking. His legs are not. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And he's having a, a dinner with his agent. Last oh, excuse year. me. Bless year. <clears throat> he's having a dinner with his agent, and um, she's like, she gives him the first copy of his new book, which is about the slum kid stuff. And she's like, she's like, the review from the Times is going to be a love letter. Such and such is saying this and this. And she's like, And don't laugh, but you finally have a chance at some prizes. And he's like, great. And she's like, I thought you'd be happy. He goes, I I hope they love it, and I hope... He's like, I hope the critics love it, and I hope the public loves it, but I did it for me. And you and I both get that. Yeah. Creating something where you're like, I don't care what anyone thinks. I'm doing this for myself.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's what I do with some of my shorts now. I'm just writing them because I'm like, it's art.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then... And then he's like, it might sound crazy, but I think in a way Annie helped me. And she's like, how would you feel about writing a nonfiction book about what happened in that house? And he looks at her and goes, if I didn't know any better, I'd say you were trying to make me relive the biggest horror of my life so we can make a few bucks. Which automatically is kind
1: kind of ironic because I'm listening to... Mr. Creepypasta, just to throw a quick note in there, I'm listening to uh, the sequel to the Jeff the Killer reboot Mm -hmm. and listening to how his brother, Lou, would survive. And he's currently working in the industry, giving interviews and making millions of dollars Mm -hmm. off telling his sob story of what happened to his parents and everybody. So automatically, when I I heard that, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what popped in my mind. So I was like, that's kind of ironic.
0: <laughs> well, and she's like, "I thought you were over it," and he goes, "I am, but it's like it's a thing. It's th- a
1: part of me now. Yeah, exactly. It was a year that I was tortured, and and it's only for been a
0: year and a half from now. You expect me to get over it that fast?
1: Which I'd be surprised if anybody. It's like a war. Yeah, you know, like PTSD, like suffers, like war is. A it's like
0: it's like cast, misery too. It's like Castaway. He was on the island for five years, and he was a completely different person.
1: <laughs> yeah, like you don't just." go oh yeah psychological torture and the threat of my life and Mm -hmm. never being found
0: yep i'm fine and he like he has a bit of ptsd too because he sees the woman carrying the cake and she pulls out a knife to cut the cake and it looks like annie and he's like and he doesn't react at all to his credit so he's like i know she's gone but i still see her every now and then and it's it's very much a thing of like, you know he's had so many episodes that he just doesn't even react to it anymore. Like he, he he knows, like, I know it's not there. I know it's not real.
1: Yeah.
0: I would have loved to have seen the first time he had that episode where he thought he saw her.
1: That would have I thought finished. you
0: were dead. I killed you. Like, just freaking out. Anytime he saw the sh- saw a short haired brunette woman
1: <laughs> I mean it'd be within reason.
0: Yeah. When she comes over and she goes, are you Paul Sheldon? He's like, yeah, I am. She goes, she's like, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm your biggest fan. I'm your number one fan, which is something Annie said to him. And he's like, that's very kind of you. And then we get credits, but
1: it's like. That makes me (laughs) disturbed. Is there another?
0: Yeah. Even a year and a half later, if someone said that same phrase to me, I would still freak out. (laughs) I'd be reluctant to talk to fans in general
1: yeah you'd have every reason to not want to
0: because she had in her house she had a like a mural of all of his books hardcover and paperback and in the middle of it she had a photo a headshot of him that was signed by him so you kind of get the implication that they might have once yeah they might have (laughs) met
1: and he just doesn't remember which it's fine because it's understandable you have so many people asking you for autographs eventually you're just kind of like
0: oh faces blend yeah yeah but it's yeah i would have that mindset of like any one of them could kidnap me next
1: (laughs) yeah but alas that's the end of her movie and it is is so so great um something that says i would have loved to see kathy bates Mm -hmm. or see uh and jack nicholson crossover in a movie together or both have like an annie like see some sort of stephen king like in castle rock or something which i think she's in
0: she's in the second season She's young is, in the second season. It's it's post her husband dying, and she's like in nursing. She's working at a
1: hospital. So is Castle Rock like the prelude to all these characters? Because Bill guards plays a different person, right? or does he play Pennywise?
0: He doesn't play Pennywise. It's a lot of it's because because there's the idea because we even get that thing with the opening of this movie. You see the lighthouse, and it's Castle Rock Entertainment. That's his company that his adaptations are made of. Because Castle Rock like. Ties a lot these. of his books all happen in that same area of Maine. You know? Yeah. That's where he's from, and right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. That's why I made Dairy.
0: Exactly. So that's like. They, they all kind of happen around the same place. Like in the show Castle Rock, you see, like, a little new, newspaper clipping of a dog going crazy, and that's obviously a Nata Kujo. You see, um. You see the Salem's Lot Graveyard, which Salem's Lot, great. His favorite book, he's noted. So, like, yeah. It's very much the idea that everything that's happening in all of his books are all happening in this same universe of reality.
1: Yeah, which is nice. I've yet to do Castle Rock, which we definitely got to do a discussion about that.
0: Oh, yeah. Good show. And
1: a mix of all that.
0: Good show. I don't want to watch it uh, at night or alone. <laughs> so, if we can get, like, a group to watch some together that'd be cool i'd be down
1: definitely and uh we still have to binge babylon five
0: yes but th- that'll be for our own time that will be
1: for our own time and we may throw in a brief discussion of like that and farscape we won't really do a review yeah. of it but we'll do our own review as and how we thought about it yeah exactly first sci-fi episode in the future so but yeah
0: so uh if you want to rate it what would you give misery
1: misery i definitely give a solid 9.7
0: same same nine point five.
1: Because nothing nine, is nothing yeah. is perfect.
0: No, nothing is.
1: But I think there is like you know there's a couple things where, you know I don't even know what to really say about it because no movie is always hundred percent perfect. There's always a little bit more you could no. do with it.
0: She won no, best it. actress for this, and I think she deserved that. She 1, definitely deserved thousand it. Thousand percent. Because I believed she was insane. Like that's how you know an actor is worthy of winning like an accolade like an Oscar or something is. If you forget for a second that that's who that is, I didn't at once think it was Kathy Bates. She was Annie. <laughs> that's yeah. all she was. James Caan, he did really well as well, but I would still every now and then would think, oh, right, Godfather.
1: <laughs> I didn't for this movie, but, you know, it's been a while since I've seen that. And... It's
0: been a while. Yeah, I know what you mean.
1: Yeah. But yeah, definitely it was a great movie overall. I um, recommend I'd definitely say, uh, watch 10 Cloverfield Lane. Don't need to watch any of the Cloverfield movies. And then, um, if you really want some, I just am going off of how I'd watch them first, if you haven't seen Misery yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane is what I'd start with, just because John Goodman.
0: Because oh yeah, they make a great couple. Them. And then, yes. <laughs> and the reason
1: I say that is because... Then you can really see where the inspiration, because I think Kathy Bates really takes it up a notch. And you can see where, where the idea of like this paranoia really mm-hmm. came from of being trapped in one one singular singular area, yeah. which will definitely do a uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane episode.
0: For sure. For sure. At some point. At some point. Everything time. we're saying will happen at some point. <laughs> yes,
1: and I'd love to do something on The Shining, too, because I think these are two back-to-back movies that you definitely should watch. They're both yeah. great. They're all one confined space... And, 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 Stephen the, and King. the fear is real. They're both Stephen King and the and the fear is real and they both have two amazing actors portraying the, these insane mm-hmm. characters and they do an absolutely fabulous job.
0: Would you rather be uh, trapped in a hotel with Jack Torrance or a house with Annie Wilkes?
1: <laughs> it depends on my circumstances. Okay. Am are, are I broken legged and am I small? Because if we're talking in a general sense, I'd still rather be with Jack Torrance. Yeah. Because there is a chance that the hotel will take him over. Mm-hmm. And that if it wanted to kill him or let him go, it could do whatever it wanted.
0: Hence why they went there in Dr. Sleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we're not going to spoil that. No, no. God, no. So good. Um, Which is different from the novel, of course. Yeah. Which I am still currently reading, so. Yeah. But. Without further ado, guys, this is uh, Misery. Definitely go check it out. It is a amazing, amazing movie. I have not read the book, um, but obviously we put some video footage ahead, so sorry for that yeah. as well and the interruptions. Hopefully that won't affect uh, how good our uh, podcast was for you. But you'll definitely be able to see that book, which is the first edition, which is cool, which i got to add to my reading list. Mm-hmm. Definitely give this a chance. I personally say, like I said, Tank Cloverfield Lane, Misery, and The Shining. All yes. some good stuff to watch. So. For sure. Um, in the month that you're hearing this, there's actually a cool thing going on with AMC where we are. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, we'll decipher in the next episode if we got to see it or not. But in theaters, they're re releasing uh, Psycho, mm-hmm. The Shining, and what was the other one? Do you remember? I don't, I think it was it was Psycho, The Shining, and I wanted to say Inception for some reason, but that's far from right. No, uh, um, no, it, and uh, it's a couple of releases Friday the 13th, yeah, Psycho, Psycho and The, the Shining. Shining. Jacko and Amityville Four,
0: yeah, Jacko,
1: which is an 80s slasher. It's a okay. Um, I want to say that it's like just a cheesy. I don't know if it was eighties. I forget. I think it was nineteen ninety five. Mhm. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something cool. Um, so you'll know if we got to see that or not.
0: Yeah, thank um, you all for watching slash listening.
1: Yeah, and sorry about that, but yeah, hopefully sorry, next time. We can have a have somebody else who can help us a little bit and we can give you the uh, video quality of our oh. of my Fugly mug and our fabulous guy over here.
0: Oh yeah, thanks for not calling me Fugly. Only insult yourself. Is that the rule? <laughs> oh it <that> is. <laughs> all right, uh, all our socials will be in the description because this will probably be on YouTube then if the first bit was. YouTube visual
1: anchor so if you're listening to this thank Spotify. you for listening to the podcast and if you're watching this thank you for watching tonight's or today's video
0: Yep. So. and uh all our yeah all our socials will be in the description um with with that being said he, he's he's no sweeto
1: yep i am no and as uh, nathaniel shoemaker
0: yes i am nathaniel shoemaker <laughs> um
1: and this has been film nerds hour stay safe out there guys
0: yeah love each other uh, and even if it's not easy be excellent to each other and party on. Dude. Party on, dudes. But not during covid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See you later guys. Bye.